right, so what do you want to talk what is our main point and we're just going to chat about about it, it in general um i think we should just uh i'd like to do like a year like i just like to call it like a series like okay, we're doing the year in review we're doing a year in review and we're going to start i, I thought we, were, we should just start with the rookies all right rookies everybody and welcome back to another episode of watching the boxes fantasy basketball podcast hosted by hashtag basketball.com your home for the very best fantasy tools in analysis on the entire internet which at this point in the season you probably don't need but you should go there anyway because you should always be preparing for next season hashtag basketball.com go check them out i'm your host Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, it's been it's been a while. How are you today? This very fine day. It's been a little bit. We've take, uh, taken a nice, well-deserved end of a um, a wild, probably for a lot of people, disappointing fantasy season. Uh, all of you at the end of your playoffs already done with your league right now. Congratulations. I assume you listen to this podcast. Uh, you did pretty well. Uh, Tyler, how did you do this year in, in your leagues? Oh man. So I got stuck in all head to head leagues and I seemed like I had the worst luck. Um, I got bounced in, in, yeah, let's see, I was in five leagues this year and in all five of them, I lost in the semifinals. Five is a healthy number. And it was, it was one of those situations where like, it seemed like that particular week, like everybody that just kept going out were the best players on my team, which I know that's probably like a little bit of bias or whatever, but yeah, it just, it didn't end uh, the way I wanted it to for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I had a disappointing year as well. I did not win any of my leagues this year. Uh, my Roto league, I did not, not very good. I said middle of the middle of the pack. Uh, in my Roto League. Uh, I entered a points league this year, believe it or not. Uh, it was with some some friends. They needed an extra. And um, it had double-doubles and triple-doubles as a stat, something I, I'm not, oh, a big, not a big fan of whatsoever. Uh, I ended up – actually ended up third. I actually did best in my points league than all my other leagues. But I was just racked in my head-to-head with COVID and uh, – um, injuries and just lots of missed weeks due to whatever you know choose your reason choose your reasoning and it's it's a year i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna try to have a race from my memory for lots of reasons uh yeah i'm with you there um i actually believe i just stumbled on something that i did not know existed oh, let's you hear about it hear about this no um, on nba.com if you go to the stats section under traditional stats right after personal fouls there is one called fp okay i believe that is fantasy points really i don't know what else flagrant personal foul well no because like the best guys have uh fit well yikla Jokic 55.1 fantasy points i'm assuming wow a game I did not know you could do that. That's very interesting. So that is a real thing. They're okay. adopting the, fa- the the standard fantasy points. I don't know thing. what else FP would be. I, it doesn't say that that's what it is, but I'm assuming 
just by sorting it and looking at the top people, I'm assuming that's what it is. Well, I'm going to admit that I did not, I did not hate my points league. Did not hate it at all. I actually kind of enjoyed it this year. Uh, points leagues are fun. They just take a lot of what I think is the most fun aspects of fantasy basketball out of it. Yeah. Which you're, is, not make, you're not making a trade in a points league. Right. And you're not worried about who's even on your roster in a points league. You just need points. It's very strange. Yeah, um, and and like there, in some ways, right? There's no like, oh, do I want Joel Embiid or do I want Luka Doncic? It's just like, well, who gets me more points? That's all yeah. I care about at any moment. I just want the money with the most points, and basically not the one who's producing the most points right now, but the one I believe is going to produce the most points going forward. I can, I can completely understand as a casual why you would prefer a points league if you were a casual fantasy basketball player if you're just getting into it if you had a lot of friends who are just getting into it it's a good way to get them into it um still always roto um nine cat i'm still gonna go with nine cat i I actually i think i've made a lot of interest a lot of lead into like doing an eight cat league with roto i can see people's arguments about turnovers but eh, it's still roto nine cat for me Oh, I lied. So in this league, in this hashtag basketball dynasty league, I got bounced in the quarters even. Ooh. Oh, oh, the quarters. Mm. I, I didn't even realize there were three rounds of playoffs in this, but I believe I got bounced in the quarters. I'm not sure I made – I think I'm in that same league, Tyler. I don't think I even made the playoffs. Um, I don't think I'm going to be in that league next year is the, uh, is the answer to that question. No, I, know. I don't know if I'm in that league. I don't think I'm in that league, actually, differently. Yeah, I got bounced in the quarters, and I'm pretty sure like I lost by like a, a rebound or a steal. Like it was an insanely close matchup, and because uh-huh. I remember being mad about this, but I thought it was in the semis. But there was only two matchups going on. That's why I was confused. Apparently, it was the quarters, and like the top two teams had a buy. Uh, I don't like the buys. I think buys are bullshit. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the buys either. Like, just I don't get it. There should be eight teams in the playoffs, or there should be like four. There, there should be no buys. Yeah, no show, buys. Not a show, the, show the fuck up. If you make the playoffs, you're playing in the first round. I don't. You shouldn't get any reward for winning the regular season. Yeah, I agree. With Your that. reward is playing the worst team in the playoffs. All That's right, I mean. let's let's talk about some crazy stuff though. I'm excited about the basketball for the for our, the first time. Well, I shouldn't say the first time for the I'm most a, I've been in a long time. How yeah. about that? As, as disappointed as I was in my fantasy season, I'm completely with you. I actually really enjoyed this NBA season. I thought it was great. Yeah, and there was, like, no one ran away with it. I, I, I'm i sure most of you have seen this NBA tweet where with four days left in the regular season, no one has locked in their seed yet, which is absolutely insane. I still can't believe it. Yeah, that's um, Every game seems to somewhat matter down the stretch, which we don't normally always get. Um there's going to be a play-in tournament, which that thing seems like it's going to be ridiculously fun. That then, is going to be so – I'm very, very, very excited for that play-in tournament. It's going to take up all my time. But, but you know what? You know what I think might even be more fun is the actual playoffs because for the first time in a while, it doesn't really feel like you know who's going to win. Yeah, I think it's wide open. The East is definitely wide open. The West That's, is wide open. Like, yeah, well, everyone keeps saying, oh, if the Lakers get healthy, they're the favorite. I'll agree with that. But at what point have the Lakers been healthy in the last three months? They ain't healthy. Right. And so I think the West is wide open. I think there are as many as 
five teams that I could see winning that Western Conference, and yeah. I wouldn't be shocked, shocked that well, they quite, won. Quite frankly, Tyler, the Lakers got to make the playoffs before they can win the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they're going to play Golden State probably in that first game, and that that might be the – if you're going to watch one game all season, that might be the one to watch. That might be the best game in the whole playoffs. Right. <laughs> that's going to be uh, one. It's going to be got, absolutely insane. I got some. Uh, I got some money. I always make contradictory bets. Is 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 my uh, is my theory, Tyler? Um, actually, don't don't do that. It's a dumb idea. But I've made I made two bets preseason that are coming to a head in that particular game. And um, well, I guess it would probably one of one of those bets is going to be over. I bet that the the Warriors would not make the playoffs, which might need to hedge. Might need to hedge that bet, Tyler, during during that game. So. So when you bet that, does the play-in count? Like, did you already cash that bet, or they have to be in the actual bracket, like the actual so bracket? The play-in does count. So they, if they make the playoffs via the play-in, that will count as the playoffs. If they do not, so like the 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 play-ins, the play-in so games don't count a, as the playoffs. Right, you got to be in a seven-game series to consider yourself in the playoffs, which is yes. the way it should be. You oh, are. Great. So I've been, I've been saying this when I write it, you're in the postseason If you're seven through 10, cause you're playing after the regular season is ended. You are, you qualified a postseason spot, but you're not actually in the playoffs until you have advanced to the seven game series. Right. That's, that's how I see it. I completely agree with that. Um, I also got the, the Grizzlies are also involved in a, in a bet of mine. I believe I had them go into the playoffs as well. So uh, definitely going to have to hedge some of these bets, but in a contradictory bet for some reason, and this is bet. This is based <laughs> this on one, this one. You imbibed a little too much, and you had a yeah. little too much, and you just uh, were making all kinds of wild bets. Well, I wanted to put my money where my fucking mouth was. You, I thought maybe you're going to be one of those guys who gets blackballed from like Las Vegas because you figure out how to like bet it on both sides, so you win money every time. I'm no, sure not you- yet. DraftKings is about to ban me for doing that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Because uh, I've been the, the bonuses. Uh, I've been scamming the bonuses between a few of these sites. And, well, uh, now, now you just ruined our sponsorship with them. Come on now. Never mind, Jeff. He's. I've not been scamming you. That was <laughs> that was a joke. That was a, a hilarious joke. Um, and in in fact, DraftKings, I put quite a bit of money through your system this year. Actually, DraftKings, you've given me more money than I've given you this year. Um, shout out to DraftKings. Please sponsor us. But I want to put my money where my mouth was, Tyler. In my bold predictions, this uh, preseason on our podcast, one of my bold predictions was that Steph Curry would be the scoring champion. And in fact, I went out and put a bet on Steph Curry being the scoring champion. And nothing has made me happier then Steph Curry realizing he could be the scoring champion about a month ago and then going wild AF out of his mind for the last month, dropping like 40, 50, 60 points per game. Um, it's been, it's been fantastic for me. Why would I bet that Steph Curry would win the scoring title and they would not make the playoffs? That was dumb. Yeah. Not your best, uh, not your best bet, but. Um, yeah, Steph Curry's been been fun and amazing, and it's been good to see Curry healthy for the whole season and just playing out of his mind. And um, weirdly, the the thing that maybe saved them, and maybe this is a good transition into the topic for today, is James Wiseman going out. Yes, kind of let them just let you know they 
played Steph Curry ball and Steph Curry ball is really hard to beat. It's hard to beat. It's uh, and it's hard not to, not to watch. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very aesthetically. <laughs> uh, I was talking, I was talking to a Lakers fan the other day and I said to him, uh, are you excited for the play? And Oh yeah. Well, I think we're only, you know, we're going to dominate golden state in that game. And I'm like, Never underestimate the, the the sixty point game from Steph Curry coming out when the lights are bright, man. Like that that could be a lot tougher game than you think. And there are a lot of sad, maybe not sad, but there are a lot of thirty year olds who not a lot. There's probably like what, uh, you know, like eighty. There's probably seven in the world. Forty. <laughs> no, no, this is a very specific thing. There's about 40, 30 year olds in America right now who continuously tell the story about how Steph Curry knocked them out in a one and done game in, during March Madness. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do not want to go against Steph Curry in a knockout game ever. Well, and, and what's crazier, right, is like someone then is one of the loser of that game is going to go up against John ja Morant in the knockout game. And I think we saw last year in that playing game. Yeah. Portland won, but John ja Morant brought it, man. Mm-hmm. And Memphis is going to be scary in that game. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't think I quite frankly, don't think the Lakers want to go up against any of these teams. Even, even the, the Spurs are a little matchup wise. I think depending on how Anthony Davis plays. And I think that's always what it's going to be with the Lakers how insanely good can Anthony Davis be? And actually right now, Anthony Davis is playing pretty well. Yeah. And the question I think is going to be, what, what does LeBron look like and how healthy is LeBron? And we keep hearing that he's going to come back and then he sits out a little bit more. And obviously they didn't really have any incentive to play him on Wednesday yeah, night. He's um, waiting for the playoffs as but, always. Um, yeah. That, I mean, I, that's what I mean. It's just fun, man. It's fun for the first time in a while. It feels like, I don't, you're questioning it. Like, are the Lakers going to win? Are they going to be good? Like who is going to win the West? Is it the Clippers Are the Clippers favorite? Like both the top two seeds have been struggling a little bit here down the stretch, right? Utah, Donovan Mitchell's hurt. You know, the Suns lost a couple games here as of late. Like, I feel like there's no team where I'm like hundred percent. I'm locking no. them in. They're winning the conference hundred percent. No, not at all. I think it can go any which way. We could finally have our John, uh, Giannis, Giannis uh, championship. I mean, who knows? It could be Joel Embiid's turn this t- this time around. Uh, the Clippers well, could you show. You know up. what? This could be this could be a double podcast. We could review our preseason predictions and make some playoff predictions. That Ooh. that could be that could be a fun one. I like that one. I think we're going to do that right before the playoffs as we get into it. Uh, by the way, Steph Curry preseason um scoring leader plus 800 it's good those are good odds i like that i like those odds uh but yeah we are going to be doing obviously fantasy is over everybody um and we're going to be doing a season a year-end wrap-up we're going to look back uh as we usually do at this time look back at the year a year in review look at uh different aspects of um the season and just say you know what what can we take away from what we've witnessed, what we experienced this year. And, the, you know, the, the answer might be not a whole lot. This is a weird year. Uh, but what can we take away in prep for next year? Because you're going to go off and have a hopefully an enjoyable summer, a safe summer. You're going to be able to go outdoors and see things and maybe even travel somewhere. And you're going to forget that um, uh, Emmanuel quickly was good for like three weeks. You're probably going to forget that. I hope you do. Like, I hope that's not on your fucking mind come August of this year. That would be, I'd be sad for you. 
Uh, Here's a question. That's why you got to look at it right now, you know? Here's a question about these rookies and maybe not one you can answer. Are we planning to have a summer league this time around? Ooh. Because I think that I, 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 I'm a big proponent of this. I am a big believer that, yeah, it's supposed to return in Las Vegas in August. I think that is an important thing for rookies. I think summer league's fun. Right. And, and we just get to see them and, and get a little bit better view of them. And obviously a lot of these second year guys are going to play in it. Um, these current rookies will be playing in that. So um, yeah, summer league's just fun. I think that's definitely something that needs to come back. And I think it is also worth mentioning that it's going to again, be a shorter off season. And for some of the top players, right. Which not, not necessarily as rookies, but some of the top players, like if they decide to play in the Olympics, like, man, they're not gonna, gonna have an off season. They're not gonna get much, if any, time off, and so it'll be interesting to see what, um, if any, impact that has. And I think maybe we've seen the impact of a short off season this year with a few more injuries, or at least a few more big name players getting injured. So um, that's gonna be a storyline to watch yeah. going into next year as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna wager that not a lot of people from the NBA are gonna go to the Olympics. Just, just gonna put it out there. I think it's gonna be, we're gonna be uh, ha- pretty far down the list before we get an NBA player. Uh, our first NBA player is not going to be uh, on an All NBA team. How about that? Oh, I don't know, man. The the list of candidates that they put out, man, they all, uh, they all are fairly big name fellows. I'm sure they, uh, but yeah, I don't know why he would even bother. Like, I, what, what do you got to prove at this point? Um, but yeah, we are doing the year interview in, in, in this episode eventually. We're gonna to get to what we want to talk about. Uh, it's been a while. We had to we had to catch up on everything that's going on in the NBA. Um, but looking towards next year, one of the favorite things that people like to look at are that is that rookie class. Um, and for if I can remember our preseason discussion about this rookie class, we weren't terribly excited about this rookie class, not at all. And um, if you look at Per game value, which I'm going to, there were two guys who finished in the top 100 from this rookie class. And I think if you would have, I think if, uh, we might even talked about that. I don't think either one of us predicted anybody except for maybe one person to be in that top 100. And that person did per game enter into that top 100. Yeah. And I mean, LaBelle Ball was, was very good and he, he was better than I expected. I'll admit that. I think we got sold that this was not a very deep rookie class and that there were not many top talents in it. And you know what? I think this rookie class well outperformed those expectations. Um, there's still a big question mark with the mellow ball. Do you want to talk about that first? Or do you want to talk about the season that he had? Cause I still think there's a big question mark with the mellow ball. Well, let's, yeah, let's go over his season. Obviously, there was a fairly substantial uh, time where he was out, injured. Uh, we really actually also didn't know how he was going to play in uh, Charlotte, and right away he came out um, playing incredibly well, really. And um, well, and he, he jumped. Fit. He fit on the team. He jumped the the guard rotation. Like I figured they were gonna kind of limit his minutes a little bit and play Rozier and play. Um, Oh God, I'm blanking on the name, Devontae Graham. And yeah. then he kind of really just right away kind of stuck his nose right in there and was like, no, I'm better than you two. I'm, I'm playing. Yeah. It was just a straight up. Yeah. I'm better. He played 30 minutes in his fourth game of the, of the fourth game of the season. They started him out at 15 minutes. Right. And that's when everybody's like, I don't know, but still the steals are there. Um, 
you know, per game this season, 16, two three-pointers, six rebounds, six assists, one and a half steals, a little over one and a half steals, and almost a half a block shooting 44%, um, 75% from behind the art, or excuse me, from, from the line. Eh, that's something to be desired, right? But we've seen we've seen players figure out their free throws. Even Blake Griffin figured out his free throws. Um, overall, he finished 59th in hashtags rankings per game value. Finished 59th, which was be- much better than I expected. I'm I mean, impressed. I think, I think we both said he might sneak into the top 100, but I don't think anybody's had him as a top. Either one of us had him as a top 60 player going into the season. He was no. good. Now, do you want to hear my worry? Let me hear it. The injuries are really my worry. And he barely played the the year coming into the draft when he played in Australia, right? Like it was like 12 games. The year before that, he played professional basketball and played very few games. The injuries are kind of a thing for him, at least so far in his young professional career. And I'm not sure that he's going to play 70 games next year if they play all 82. Ooh. Um, it's so hard because I don't, I don't ever, first off, don't want to wish ill upon any of these NBA players. Um, LaMelo Ball fractured his wrist, right? Wrist fracture, kind of a freak thing in in, in a way. Like it's not like he, uh, tore his ACL or anything that is, um, maybe like long term detrimental and LaMelo Ball is night like 19 years old young guys bounce back from injuries so so much better than even they used to ages ago but definitely way better than the older guys i don't know i feel like there's been a lot of instances where we've seen you know kyrie irving was considered a very risky injury prone person i guess he still is but he still put up uh good fantasy stats I don't think I'm well, worried about LaMelo Ball as much as you are when it comes to injuries. I think I, I I'm riding my the LaMelo Ball train, but he's definitely my uh, – he's my number one overhyped, um, you know, second-year player going into next year. Well, and the thing that saves both these players is the assists, right? And we're talk, we talk about a lot about there's not as many assists going around, and so both these guys getting – you know, steals. Six, six and a half, seven, right? And that's all. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to own LaMelo Ball in a league next no. year. Because I think, I mean, he finished 59th this year in, in hashtags rankings per game. Like, where, where are people going to be putting him? Probably in the top top 30, 40. 40. Yeah, Probably like third round. I bet you you see him go in the third round, maybe. Um, I think people are going to get far too hyped on him, as they always do. Someone like, uh, uh, especially one of the Ball brothers, but especially young guys. People love to get overhyped on young guys. And granted... There he can some, back it up though. Could he? Could Lamelo finish in the top four of the next year? Well, there's a lot of upward mobility if you look at it this way. He only played 28.8 minutes a game. Exactly. And um, you know, shooting if, if you look per 36 minutes, okay. So we'll go per 36 minutes. He averaged uh, on this NBA.com. He averaged 43.8 fantasy points a game. Okay. The best permanent guys were averaging in the 50s. That's like Giannis, Joel Embiid, those guys, Jokic per 36. But 43.8 was 46th. So you want to just kind of look at it that way. Like he's, if per minute, he's been basically a top 50 player. 
um, but he's still not a top 40 player. Yeah. And we all know that getting out of that first plateau into the tiered, uh, you know, groupings that were how we rank things here at a, uh, at a watching whatever the name of our podcast is watching the boxes. Um, that takes a lot. Like it takes a lot of work to get into that tiered and to go from like the third tier to the second tier. takes a lot of work too. Like it, it is not easy to be considered as good as Jimmy Butler. It's here's not, a, it's not. A, and I don't think he is. And I don't know if even with the assists that LaMelo ball could be a Jimmy Butler type player, though his stats kind of align with a Jimmy Butler type art. Here's a fun player. question that I'll, that I'll ask you about these top couple guys. Dynasty League keep forever. You're a rebuilding team. Okay. Someone says, I'm putting LaMelo Ball on the market. I want somebody better now, but obviously I'm going to let you have the upside of maybe him being a top, you know, 10 player, top five player at some point. What's the best player you would trade to get LaMelo mm. Ball? To get LaMelo Ball. So we're looking for like a veteran type here, right? Mm. Someone that you're going like, all right, well, this is a top X player now. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to bank on LaMelo's upside. To me, it's it's not super high. Chris Paul? Yeah, I would definitely do that just because Chris Paul, I mean, how many how many years can Chris Paul actually have left? Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, small Drew Holiday. Players. Right. Those types. Yeah. But, but like, and those guys are probably what, like third or second, third round picks in like yeah. a standard redraft league. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at too. Like in the thirties, uh, but I'm not giving away like I'm any not giving away real Butler. top guys. Right. Yeah. I'm like, not giving away Kyrie Irving even unless I'm just tired of, you know, dealing with his questionable status. Right. And that's kind of where I am too. I wouldn't give up Bradley Beal. No, no. Paul George. I'd keep Paul George. Paul George had a really good year. He did have a really good year. In fact, he had six rebounds and five assists. So, you know, that's very similar to uh, Lomelo's six and six, um, plus the steals. Paul George had a down year on steals. Plus, do, do we see? Do we ever see Ball as being like? Because to to keep going upward, right? He's either got to be a twenty point per game scorer, or he's got to average like eight nine assists a game. Yep. I think um, that, I think the assists are probably more likely than the twenty points a game. I think the point. I actually, I would say, the points are <sighs> Drew Holiday, right? Seventeen, four and a half rebounds, about six assists, one point seven steals, half a block a game. I could see them being very similar players. Lamelo being a very similar player in the future, except for better rebounds. Yeah. I don't hate that. I think Holiday might be a little bit better scorer, though. And Drew Holiday's good. Drew Holiday had a great year this year. Drew Holiday, I, I guess I, I'm thinking maybe not necessarily Drew Holiday, Milwaukee version. I'm, I'm thinking maybe more like Drew Holiday, Pelicans version is probably a better scorer than yes. Melo. Yep. Which you would sacrifice some of that scoring for better assists, better rebounds, which is fine. I nice. think that's – so, we're. I mean, we're talking about – a top 25 guy probably in his prime, which is, I think that's saying a lot. Well, I don't think we usually give that much credit to a rookie like that. No, but, but again, and this is maybe the, you know, we talk about next year's rookie class or, you know, the upcoming one. It's probably why you go with Cade Cunningham. Number one, like a big point guard. They can do a lot of stuff. 
is just a good basketball player, right? We've seen it with Luca. We've seen it with LaMelo. Like, those guys are hard to stop, man. They're hard to stop. All right. Let's um, go on to the number one pick from last year's draft, Anthony Edwards. A lot of hype around Anthony Edwards going into the season. A lot of um, – a lot of – a lot of poo-poo, a lot of turds left on the court at the beginning of the season. And then they decided to let Anthony Edwards shoot the ball 23 times a game. And, so, and, and, and quite frankly, he started putting up not just like points and rebounds, which is boring stats that no, like you shouldn't get excited for. He did start, you know, his steals did improve. He started showing that he can get some steals that he can get some blocks, he can get some assists, which is something I was a little surprised about. Did they let him start doing it, or did things just open up for him? The injuries was really, the yeah. injuries really opened it up for him. Was it a necessity? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, D'Angelo missed, Russell missed a, a long stretch there, and then he's come back and has been playing, but he's still only playing in the twenties most nights. And Malik Beasley has been out for all that time, where Anthony Edwards has really stepped it up. Yep. Uh, and so there was just a lot more goodness available, right? A lot more shots, a lot more, you know, flow in the offense. Um, averaging 19 points a game, though, as a rookie is impressive. It says a lot. And you look at the last, what, oh, month or so, couple months, he's averaging 23 points a game, you know? Um, and, and and this is not someone who is just, aver- like, you know, early, early, like Bradley Beal, ish where the assists were down he's already at 3.6 now bradley beal worked on his game every single year to become that second round player that second tier player that he is right but anthony edwards showed i think what well more potential than i ever thought he could i assumed he was going to be slightly better andrew wiggins and you know the fact that his steals for a, a good period of time were over one half a block and the assists are already at three and a half as a rookie. Those are things that kind of, I, I kind of like. Um, so this is a little bit cherry picking stats, right? But the last 24 games. Okay. So this would be from March okay. 27th to April or to May 11th. Okay. The last 24 games he's played. I'll read you the stats. 23 points, five and a half rebounds, 3.4 assists, 1.5 steals, 0.7 blocks, 47% from the field, 75 on the free throws. 2.7 three-pointers a game. Minus the uh, free throws, that's that's really nice. Um, the, the, the big field goal percentage really helps even out the fact that his free throws are worse than LaMelo Ball's. Um, three and a half turnovers, like the over three turnovers a game sucks. Uh, if you don't care about turnovers, cool. Good Dropped on you. to the 2.8, though, in 35 minutes a game during that stretch. Yeah, I uh, I was all ready to kind of write Anthony Edwards off about halfway through the season, and I can't. But once again, this is probably going to be someone who is not on my team next year because I am going to nominate them in my auction league for a dollar, and then I'm going to shut the fuck up. Well, I, I'm interested to see what this team looks like, too, because – they potentially have another high pick coming and, and yep. maybe, maybe, maybe not. Right. They might owe that pick to golden state. So we'll see on that, but you know, they got a lot of guys who want to have the ball and score the ball with Malik Beasley and towns and Russell. So like if, if Edwards is going to make most of his hay on scoring and shooting, 
but then he's only going to get 13 or 14 shots a game. Like how much can he actually score? Right. At some point it becomes a numbers game. And are they going to, you know, ship D'Angelo Russell somewhere else? Are they going to ship Malik Beasley somewhere else? Or, I mean, obviously they're going to keep town. So it'll be interesting to see from that perspective, you know, what did the Timberwolves look like? Um, Here's something I don't love about Edwards. I'm trying to pull up the stat here. Okay. So let's, let's start here though. Uh, Dynasty league. You'd rather have ball or Edwards ball. Yeah, me too by no far. No question, no question. Um, so again, I'll ask my question. What type of player would you trade, assuming you're rebuilding in a dynasty league, you get to keep the person forever? What type of guy now would you be trading for Anthony Edwards? Do you see Edwards? Edwards at his peak is again, he's one of those guys where like how high can he climb? Yeah, and th- there's I think there's a lot more unknown here because like Edwards at his peak, right? Could follow maybe a Bradley Beal-esque type arc if he is reaching his true, true, true peak. And he could be, I don't know, like Jason Tatum at a true, true, true peak, like somewhere in between those two players, maybe. Or could he be somebody who's uh, uh, just a big scorer that doesn't, you know, that never ranks super, super high in fantasy, like a, a DeMar DeRozan type. Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, I'm wondering if, like, we're going to consider him, like, a Brandon Ingram-esque right. player. That's what I mean. And, like, term. Ingram's a great, uh, even better example where, like, the rebounds and assists aren't strong enough to vault him, you know, kind of all the way into that, you know, top 30 like he's yeah. just kind of like 40s 50s so it's a little bit harder to figure out for me too where edwards sticks where he ranks in the thing and i think you mentioned it he's definitely going to be overdrafted next year because people are going to look at these you know last x number of games and they're going to go oh he was awesome he was awesome i think there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed there in minnesota i also think you know he's doing it a lot on points and yeah. threes and well there's here's no, there's no given that the percentages are going to be good well, so, here's what I don't love, right? Is while he could grow as a person and grow as a player, um, that peak isn't, we, we just heard it, that peak isn't first tier. I'm not sure that, like, at the very best case scenario, the peak is second tier. I'm not sure I would even wait, I would put money on him being a third tier player, maybe occasionally. Maybe there are a handful of years where he's a third tier player. Because here, here's, here's the things I don't like. His outstanding performance has been 35 minutes per game. That's a lot of minutes. We're, there's nowhere to grow. His usage is very high. His usage is in the last two months is the same as DeMar DeRozan, more than Kawhi Leonard. That's a lot of usage to get those stats. Where is the growth going to come from? Yeah, and I mean, and that's what I mentioned, I guess, with the, with the point was, like, is he ever going to shoot 47% from the field for a season? Like, shooting 47% on that kind of scoring volume is difficult to do. Yeah, certainly is. And we're, we're looking at very small sample size theater with these rookies. One season is a small sample size. It really is. Well, and I mean, one shortened season that, you know, isn't completely, completely over. 
in a weird season where there was a lot of injuries and he took on different roles than he might in the future. So I think there's far too many question marks here. This will be a guy that I uh, get that money off the board in my auction leagues. That will be one of the main guys I will be. Um, it is surprising in life there. though, that you can sit at in a per game value at 120 scoring 19 points a game to me. It just doesn't seem like that should be a thing. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, let's talk about the second pick in the draft, James Wiseman. I know there's a lot of injuries around Wiseman. How concerned are the? Uh, how concerned are you by the injuries? And sadly, not, not that injuries are a good thing. Does that kind of mean he's going to be undervalued next year? I don't know, man. I, it wasn't so much the injuries as the ineffective play that bothered me with with Wiseman, and I guess maybe we shouldn't care that much about that in fantasy. But again, he played 20 minutes a game and he averaged 3.1 fouls. Yeah, that's not great. Um, so foul trouble was an issue even when they were trying to play more minutes. And, you know, he didn't, didn't get you a crazy amount of rebounds. There were almost no assists. There were almost no steals. So it's like, again, there's no threes. Like, it's just that it seems like a very limited fantasy option. And uh, so I, I did this just for fun. I, I brought up the per 36 minute stats for the rookies and I sorted it by uh, NBA.com's fantasy points. Okay. Where do you think Wiseman ranked per 36? Ooh. Now that takes out. Now I left in the guys that don't play that many games. So like Cameron Oliver is on here at number five and he's played two games for the Rockets. Um, he's this still is... in this. He's actually ahead of Anthony Edwards. Who's was oh, really, um, Yes. And well, but Edwards is drugged down a lot by that, you know, long stretch where he was kind of the fourth or fifth option and he's a, a main scorer type, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, only rookies. I mean, I would have to think he's at least in the top 15. So Edwards was 12th. Okay. Wiseman was 10th. That's still not great. Who's behind, ahead of him? Behind. Well, guys that played a lot of games you're looking at Isaiah Stewart, Jordan, okay. Nawara, uh, LaMelo Ball, Paul Reed. That's basically all the guys that played more than 20 games. Interesting. I'm surprised. All right. Okay. So Wiseman, per, but that's per 36. He could not stay on the floor for 30 minutes a game right now without being in foul trouble. It does not seem like if he's going to put together, Consistently, I'm talking, I mean, obviously yeah. one game, I mean, that anything. Can if he's going to put it together, I'm going to highly doubt it's next year. He just turned 20. He's coming off this, in, these injuries, injuries. Um, Dude, I like the way he moves. In a standard redraft league for next year. Mind you that he ranked uh, this season, 250th in per game value. I might take him with the last pick. Upside shot. Okay, I'm fine with that. But yeah. other than that, no. Yeah. And exactly. if it's a deeper league and I got to pick him in like the 10th round as my last starter. No. Then no, I don't want him. I don't want him because there's just, there's so many categories where he's a, a zero or a negative. Why do you want a center that can't shoot threes? Right. That's what I mean. There's just so many categories. And it's not just it's not just the threes. It's the steals and the assists. You got three categories plus the free throws. He's a negative in four categories. Well, and, like, I wasn't impressed with his blocks. Yeah, one, almost won a game, though, in 20 minutes. Like, you, if he gets up to 30, I mean, maybe one and a half, which is – Sure, a, but, I there mean – no, There was not a lot of blocks this year, period. So, 
talk about Rashard Holmes. Like, you know, you know, talk about these guys who actually like bring value in that space. Like, do you want your center to not bring you value in the spot in the category that centers are supposed to bring you value in, which is blocks and rebounds? Yeah. And then I mean, low, the low assist. So this, you know, his his ceiling it doesn't feel like a tiered player at all. Next year, I'm probably not even going to draft him. I do like the way he, like when I watch him, I think he's just like, I like the way he runs. I like the way that he's not laboring up and down the court. I think there's the potential that for the reason why he was drafted where he was, is there. It's going to take a while. Um. You're you're in that rebuilding situation again. Do you even offer like a top seventy five player to try to get Wiseman right now? Maybe an old one. Yeah, like a Al Horford type. Yeah, maybe a Horford or a Gallinari. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that because you're rebuilding. Like those guys aren't going to help. Yeah, you. nobody young. But like anybody, even anybody like hmm, I'm trying to pick out a name that's like kind of right around that range that's not like really that old. Uh, let's see, like Norman Powell. Um, if I'm in a full rebuilding, yeah, actually, actually, you could probably get more for. That's the thing. You could probably get more for Norman Powell. So no, I'd, I, it's gonna ha- you're gonna have to throw in something with Wiseman. That's what I'm saying. Like, so. I think I'm just kind of out on Wiseman next year in dynasty leagues. Like, I don't think I'm in on Wiseman really in any situation right now, unless like, cause who's going to just give him up for nothing. Like you can't just trade zero for him if you don't have him already. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So like, I, I'm not really like, he's not a guy I'm trying to acquire either. It's just like, okay, he's got some talent. We'll see if he can ever make it happen. And I guess if I'm like total rebuild, right? Like mom, I'm, I'm at the nuts and bolts. I might trade, you know, an Evan Fournier type to get him. Cause why not? Sure. Someone who's going to be consistent. Someone who's going to be in that 70 to hundred range who will get some, like, I think that's, if you are another uh, owner who happens to have Wiseman, but you're not rebuilding, like, I think that, that, that I think you make that trade because you, you're just looking for something that you can build upon for next year that brings value instead of just like a, you know, a risky but high upside type player. And I still think like I'm I'm not giving up hope on James Wiseman at all. I'm just saying this could be a project, a long term project. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I want to compete in a year or two. I don't want to wait three or four or five years, which it could take. Wiseman could be one of those centers where like he's 24 or 25 before he's, you know, really making. Yeah. It. And guys, you know, big, big guys, they, they, they end up, some of them end up figuring out and they end up being fantastic. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I like how, I, I don't know, I like his coordination. I like how athletic he is. He's aesthetically pleasing to watch. Let's talk about the best rookie of the class, fantasy-wise, um, this season, Tyrese Halberton. I think we talked about this during the draft. I still couldn't believe he slipped as far as he did. I mean, I, I obviously, in, in like a lot of my mock drafts, had him going in the top four. And mm-hmm. even – he even exceeded my expectations. Like he was really, really good. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm real surprised uh, that he's not on the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> even though I do like Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams' second half has not been that great. But I think Patrick Williams is a. We don't have to talk about Patrick Williams. Well, and honestly, I th- and we're, we're going to talk about Patrick Williams because I'll say this about Patrick Williams: he exceeded my expectations in the sense that I didn't think he was going to be ready to play that much because he didn't play that much at Florida State. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's another guy. He's a Wiseman type, a project, and so the fact that he played as much as he did surprised me, and that he was as competent as he was. Fantasy wise, Pat, old Pat Pat, 
Um, I am not so, sure what the make of old Pat Pat fantasy wise. If you want to talk about man, that, if you played 35 minutes a game, I don't know if he breaks the top, top well, 150, but that's not his role as an NBA player. Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, at, at some point, right. He's probably going to get a little bit more touches and usage you would think. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but then what is he like? Is he a 15 point a game score? Or is he a 12 point a game score? Like I, I have a hard time putting my finger on what the bulls envision Patrick Williams being at yeah. his peak. He needs to be like Robert Covington at his peak. And I just, I don't know if he has the shot for it. Uh, he did shoot 38%. I mean, it was on limited volume, but he shot 38% from three this year. So yeah, it's not bad. Like, I think it's a great work in progress. It's great. Uh, NBA player. I think it's like a puzzle piece that is he's much more valuable than his stats. Right. Right. Yeah. And in fantasy, like I, I think he's a guy you're overpaying for almost in every situation because he's a rookie with a name, but you're yeah. like, I, I mean, I don't know that like next year, he's not cracking the top 100. I don't think. And I don't think he's cracking the top 100 for a couple years. And then even at his peak, he might be below the top 50. Yeah, unless, unless he develops some, uh, a lot better offensive game, I I mean theoretically he could be a one one and one guy. He could be a block steal and a three guy at some point. That's in the yeah, cards for him. Well, but then what what else is going to be happening around him? This I don't think he's ever going to be like an, an assist guy. Like he does move the ball really well, but I, I'm not sure he's going to be an assist guy. Let me ask you this: Should one one and one still be a thing, or should it be like one one and one and Two. a half? Or two, yeah. Like yeah. three, the threes has to go up now. Like you can't just be yeah. a one three a game guy now and be part of that one one one. So yeah, I'm not sure. Not, we'll have not. to. Well, I'll have to research that a little bit this off season. But the number for threes can't just be one anymore. It's got to be you, more than yeah. one. I think it's got to be one if you're a sinner. <laughs> that's that's how low you know that's or that's how high it's going to have to be because if you're a sinner, it has to be a one. Let alone if you want to be one of those coveted old fashioned one one and one guys. Um, it's probably going to have to be like at least two, at the very least two. And hey, Tyrese Halliburton, he got he's got two. He's got over uh, 1.3 steals. He had a, a lot of steals at one point uh, uh, this, during the season as a guard. Half a block a game, five assists, three rebounds. Looked, I think, looked great. Like I, I really like Tyrese Halliburton. You obviously already liked him. Um, little. Dwayne Wadey in, in a weird way um, from a fantasy perspective with the, and with the and blocks worth mentioning a year older than, you know, the guys we've talked about so far, 21 years old. Right. So he's a year older. Like, so it's not like he's old, he's a year older. Um, and that year I could be, could make a big difference. Um, yeah. I liked a lot of what I saw from Halliburton and I saw a lot of ways where I'm like, okay, this could be a little bit better. Obviously there's probably a few more minutes to be had. Like he played 30.1 a game, but you know, at, at his peak, he's probably a 32, 33, 34 minute a game guy. Is um, the concern here, the team he plays on. At some point, the Kings got to figure it out, but they're no closer to figuring it out than they were. <laughs> How many years have you said years that? Ago or 10 yeah. years ago. Right. Um, the other concern is like, they don't play any defense really. So like, at what point like and they're playing pretty fast pace i think like i like him i don't know like he finished what what did he finish this year do you got it look mm, it up totals or per game per game he finished 71st in hashtag yeah. rankings yeah so i mean is he a top 50 player next year mm. i'm gonna go no but he's 
in that probably, you know, 60-ish range, like a little bit, just a little bit better, a little more minutes maybe. Um, a few more minutes here, a but, little bit more uh, of a bigger role on the team. Maybe but they, really, I mean, like they're kind of, are they kind of locked in? Like that's the bad part about this game. Yeah. Like you feel like they're kind of locked in, like they've got Bagley and they've got they Fox and he buddy, all that muddy. Ugh. Right. That's what I mean. And like, you feel like they're kind of just like gonna run this back, even though it's not good. Yeah, they should blow. They should have blew this up, like last season. They're not blowing it up this season. I really highly doubt they blow it up next season. So at some point, like when is Halliburton going to get his time to be the guy? And the answer might be after his rookie contract. So in like you know three more seasons, right? So, but he'll be a a top hundred. I think he'll be a top one hundred fantasy player for most of his career. Oh, I, I I think he's gonna be a top one hundred player pretty much for the next decade, potentially. Yeah, barring injury and all that stuff, you know what I mean. Like we we can't predict that, but so yeah, I mean he was seventy first this year, and I think this is maybe. Here's the weird part about it. I think it's the low watermark, but I don't know that there's that much more to give him. Like I don't yeah. think I don't see him as a top twenty five player at any point. I think he's like a top 40 player maybe at his absolute peak, but then like he's 40 to 70, like every single year for the next decade. Yeah. What kind of player could he even turn into? And when you look at the, the, the first year players and the second year players, I, the answer is I can't see any of those players being a comp for Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Yeah. I just, I don't see it. If you are, in Dynasty League, Tyler, I'm going to use your question on you. You have a guy who you think is going to be in the top 100, maybe top 50, maybe top 40 at his peak, maybe even a little higher. Um, for the next decade or so, that's pretty valuable. Who would you be giving up if you're a rebuilding team to get Tyrese Halliburton on your team? Uh, Julius Randle. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, DeMar DeRozan type. Okay. Someone like that. I what think. about a little bit higher than that? What about uh, like a like a Jalen Brown? Yeah, ma- Jalen Brown's pretty young. Like Jalen Brown's young. Like that's the thing. It's like yeah, you got you got like a lot of guys in that in that kind of you know twenty five to thirty five range. It's a lot of young guys that you're like, well, he's already kind of better, and I'm just gonna stick with him. Like, um, the guys that I that I might dump are guys that had like kind of careery type years. And that's why I mentioned Julius Randle. Like those are the guys I'm probably trying to move off of um, the Gordon Hayward types where, you know what I mean? Like they just had a really good season. CJ McCollum you know, had a good year. Just going to roll with Halliburton if I'm rebuilding because yeah. he's younger and I still has that upside. So kind of like older guys in that 25 to 40 range. Yeah. Yeah. And the younger guys, I'm just going to be like, well, I already got this piece. I, I believe in it. I don't think that's, and I guess that's my point is I don't think Cal Burton's upside is like crazy. So like if they're already producing at relatively that level, why, why get why, off of it? Why yeah, shift yeah. a guy who, right. who a guy who's going to do the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good point. I do like, I, I'm worried about it. The only thing I'm worried about here is the Kings. That's, that's what I'm actually worried about. Well, he wanted to go to the Kings. So, yeah. Say what you want about that. No one's ever said that. That was a lie. He knew he was going to Kings. Come on. Well, so uh, no, I guess not. I guess he dropped. He dropped pretty far in that draft. No, so so apparently, 
this is a story and, and maybe a rumor. So I don't know that I want to say this, but uh, I've heard that he didn't share his medicals with all the teams that were up there, that he kind of, once he fell to a certain point, he kind of wanted to go to the Kings. That's what I've heard. I don't know that I take that for what it's worth. Don't, no, don't aggregate me. Yeah. I would not um, want to go to the Knicks, even though they had a great season. I just don't want to, uh, who, who the hell would want to play? Actually, everybody would want to play for the Knicks, quite frankly. Uh, Obi Toppin didn't do shit with the Knicks, but uh, Emmanuel quickly ended up being a guy who is, uh, uh, we have to, I think, at least mention here. Did, did you, uh, there's some rookies I want to mention, but I, I gotta, I gotta say this. I was watching, I don't, where I live, you can't watch the Knicks very often because they don't play the station on the actual television. If you get the television around here and they're blacked out on league pass. So the only time that I can physically watch the Knicks are when they are on a national TV game or in the off chance that they play like the Sixers. Right. Cause like they're or if you drove to Madison square garden. Yes. Um, so I I just gotta say this. The did you watch that game where they played the Lakers the other night? Did not. Uh Derek Rose literally made like every shot that he takes now seems to be like he can't really get the defender off of him. So he just like shoots this floater with the guy draped all over him, and yet it goes in like 45% of the time. Tyler, you you, you act like I'm surprised here. It's Derek. We're talking about Derek Rose here. I know it's just amazing to me, and every Derek time I Rose see it, and, magic, my guy. And and what, what blows my mind about it is, I know it's coming. So does everybody else. And I'm just always so confused by it because I'm like, how did he make that? Then like the next position down the court, he does the exact same thing, and I'm going, how did he make that one? Derek would have Derek Rose would have multiple MVPs if his knees didn't give out on. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Derek Rose, who literally blows my mind on the basketball court. Nothing better than a, a Taj Gibson, Derek Rose, Tibbs team. So you want in, in the playoffs? I'm very excited about that that Knicks team. You want to um, go quick hitters on rookies? Is that how you want to finish this up? Because I've I got some. So. I've got some that I. I so I I want to start with Isaiah Stewart because oh, I would yeah. rather have Isaiah Stewart than James Wiseman. Who are, yeah, let's say who are you keeping an eye on going into next season or maybe the next few years? Like I think Isaiah Stewart, who plays for the Pistons, was good. What say you? Um, yeah, I think he, he should have played more. Um, I, I thought like he looked good. I like his fantasy potential. Like I, I like the uh, rebounds the, across blocks. the board type of uh, steal. Steals Lots. were good. Now the chess is probably the only category, but he finished ninth in per 36 and Wiseman finished 10th. Interesting. And he played a lot more minutes than Wiseman now, not maybe per game, but throughout the season, he played 1400 minutes and Wiseman played 836. Hmm. So that's a guy I am interested in and a guy I would probably, because I feel like if you're in a dynasty league where like not everyone pays attention to the bad teams, Isaiah Stewart be a guy I'd be trying to acquire. Yeah, I would be. Uh, I would also be trying to acquire that guy, especially if it's just on a random team. Um, I'm all, I'm keeping an eye on another Detroit Piston. The Detroit Pistons are so garbage. Any of these guys could play tons of minutes in the future. Uh, Sadiq Bay knows how to yeah. play basketball. He's got a decent line. I don't think he'll ever be like a top fifty guy, but like he could be in the fifty range for a handful of seasons in his career. I'm with you on that. I, I like Sadiq Bay's game. I think he's just good. Now, he's a little bit older rookie, right? I think he yeah. played two years of Villanova, maybe three. 
Maybe a uh, Justin Holiday esque type of player. Oh yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. see that. All right, some some. Uh, you mentioned Emmanuel quickly. Uh, he exceeded all my expectations, and I thought was fairly good. So yes, I am with you on that. Um, although I don't know for fantasy how excited I am of him. Like I thought it was a good rookie season, but like, do you really see him being a top one hundred fantasy player anytime in the near future? No steals, mm. no blocks, not a lot of assists. I mean, he's basically just a points and threes type guy. Not really. Like, yeah, I don't. I, I think he's just kind of like right place, right time. Uh, the New York Nick guard. <laughs> right. I'm with you on that. So I wouldn't really be trying to acquire him. Okay. Um, two, two big men that might be interesting. Precious Achua, who had some flashes of looking good for the Heat. Yeah. I, and, dra- I had him in a, I got him in a rookie draft and I was pleasantly surprised even though he didn't play a lot, he was on the Heat. Um, when he did play, very nice. Um, Onyeko Okungwu is another guy. Yep. I got um, one for you, Tyler. He barely played, but I think Okungwu could be good. So I, I, that's a guy I've been, I would keep an eye on. Um, he's shown some flashes here a little bit down the stretch when he's gotten a few more minutes. Um, yeah. And same with this guy. He is an old rookie, though, 20, almost 23 years old. Uh, Chumbo Kiki for the Orlando Magic. Uh, Very fantasy relevant there who, for about a month. Who was not part of the 2020 draft was part of 2019. He tore yeah. his ACL and got picked. So yes, that's I'm a good counting name. him as a rookie. Right. He's a rookie. That's a good name. Um Cole Anthony, also on the magic. What'd you think of that rookie season? Anything to say about that? Obviously had the, the injury there um for a long stretch, but is back now. And yeah, uh, I don't think I'm ready to give up on Cole Anthony. You like I I like the fact that he's getting some decent rebounds and some decent assists. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I mean, since he returned from that injury, it's fourteen point two points, four point seven rebounds, four point six assists, one point three three pointers per game. Um, percentage field goal percentage has been bad, and there's not much steals or blocks, um, which you don't love. But I think Cole Anthony is a guy that could be a top one hundred player in the relative short term. Um, yeah, you, I don't, I don't love, I don't love the steals and blocks, or I guess the steals, the blocks are fine for a guard, but I don't love the steals for a guard, and I don't uh, love the assists for a guard, even at, even at four. Guys that I would, if the person who owns them in your dynasty league are writing off, you got any names for this list? Because I've got a couple. Oh, that's a that's a very specific list. Because uh, basically, this is a guy who didn't play, or when he did play, was not very good. Right? Let me let me hear your list. Um, my list would include the following names. RJ Hampton. Okay. I like RJ Hampton. Uh, Kira Lewis Jr. For the Pelicans who barely played, but um, could do some interesting stuff. Oh, oh we got to talk about one, one more rookie too, that, that I want to just get your opinion on. Cause I, okay. I'm sure you've watched this guy play a little bit. Uh, he was not on this list, but I was looking through the rookies just to make sure I didn't miss anyone. And I saw his name again. Um, and then other guys that basically didn't play for fantasy that could be interesting. Um, Isaac Okoro, I'm not ready to completely write him off yet. I think he could be a big time steals guy at some point in his career. Um, so that would be the third name on my list. Okay. Yeah, I think um, that's a pretty good list. Who is his last rookie that you you? All you, right. You want Do you want to guess? Because this is this player is just fun. He's just I, fun. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I have anyone in this draft class i have another guy in another draft class that we will be getting to in the future who got oh, come on this is the only seven foot guy who may weigh like 150 pounds in the league 
Bull Bull? No. Alexei Pokashevsky. Oh, the Poku. I forgot about Poku. That's right. Have you have you watched this? Because he just there are moments and, and that's all it is. It's like a little flash here, a little flash there. We're like, man, that was that was fun. That was cool. That was a really nice pass. That was a really cool play. That was a really good shot. Then there are moments where you're going, I don't know what you just did there, but it was not good. Yeah, you should stop playing basketball. So like, yeah, that's like um once again, a team with no direction, a team like a team with like some, you know, like they got SGA, of course. But they could be they could be back fit? in this thing quick, and that's the only thing I'll say about it. And that would actually hurt Pokashevsky. Yeah, like exactly. they have so many draft picks that they could get if a star becomes available, they could get a star. Where does and, he fit? That's my problem. Where does he fit? And the answer is on a bad team, right? At, but he's just fun, and that's what I mean. And, and he's maybe if but if they keep being bad, which is a good strong possibility, like they might have two top picks, they might only have one. Um, that depends on where that lottery pick from the Rockets falls, right? Um, if it's fifth, they get it, right? So the Rockets have clinched the worst record. So basically, they, the the lottery is going to pick the top four. I'm pretty sure the pick is top four protected. So I, I think, think right. the only way is if Stay it falls, if it falls out, it goes to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. So they they could potentially have two top five picks. That'd be great. Um. And then if they trade for somebody and they already have SGA, like they could be back in the fight quickly. That'd be bad for Poku. If they stay bad and they keep giving Poku minutes, um, I'm not sure what he turns into, but he's a guy with just a lot of skills. So if you're looking for somebody like super long-term um, and, and some of these leagues have like basically spots where you can like stash young players. Um, he wouldn't be the worst stash in the world. Yeah. Could Poku be in a top 50 in some year in his career? And I think the answer is, yeah, I think he could. Well, what you, what you know you, what I mean? What, like, I don't think it's, would I put money on it? I don't know, but could it happen? Yeah. Well, and what you like is, right, in 23 minutes a game, as a not ready NBA player, he got you a block a game. He got you 2.2 assists a game. Like, there's a lot of just stuff there, right? Like, he could be a four or five assist guy. He could be a, a block guy, he could be, you know, pushing a steal a game because he averaged 0.4 in 23 minutes. Yeah, one of one of the things I really like to um, look for in a young player is at least a couple games that you go, holy shit, look at that, look at that line, and he's got a couple of those. He's I'm sorry, he's had a seven three pointer game. That's what I mean. He's fun. He's he had a fun. three block game. He's had a six block game. Excuse me. He had six blocks in a game. He's had a, a, a six blocks, five assists, seven rebounds game. And he's also had a, a 25, seven, three pointers, nine rebounds game. So what is this guy? I don't know, but I think he'll, I think he's going to figure if he's going to figure it out, I think he will. Unlike some of the other players that we've talked about where it's like, well, they ever figured out. Uh, I don't know. Will Wiseman ever figure it out? I don't know. Even if he has it, even if he's talented, I don't know if he's going to figure it out. I think if Poku has the talent, I think he's going to figure it out. I'm with you there. I think that's it for our year in review focused on the rookies. Uh, We're going to be doing the sophomores, uh, the third-year players, the fourth-year players. We're going to be looking at our playoff predictions along with our uh, predictions for this season, what wild predictions came 
um, true. How far off were we in predicting this season? We would like to go back and say, hey, we were really fucking wrong about this. We'd like to be honest and we'd like to evaluate ourselves as, as best as possible so we can get better at giving you guys, you listeners, our loyal listeners, the information you need. Shout out to all of you for listening this season. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough season. Um, and I hope you're all safe and I hope you have a great summer. Uh, obviously, keep listening because we're going to have more for you. And if there's something specific you want to hear, please let us know. Hit us up. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. Tyler, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, if you want to know about the Dallas Mavericks and their upcoming uh, playoff run, how they're faring, why no team wants to play them. I wrote that. Why no team wants to play the Mavericks in the playoffs. That was probably one of the better articles I've written in the last uh, week or so. Um, you can find that at the Smoking Cuban. And uh, yeah, and that's probably about it. Nice. Yeah. Go follow Tyler at Tyler P. Watch. Go do it right now. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Follow us. Um, I might be doing some weird Twitch shit here in the, in, in the summer. So twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You guys are all great. All you listeners are great. Our patrons are even better. We'll see you next time. Stay safe.